Good morning, brothers and sisters. I invite you to turn in the Word of God to Proverbs 16, verse 32. Proverbs 16, 32. Verse 32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. This is God's word. Well, as we read uh, in a, a history, we often read of great battles that have been waged. We read about amazing victories in the past, and we might read those stories with a sense of awe at the courage that these battles took and the strategy that a military might have employed to bring about a great victory. And we can often be amazed by that discipline and perseverance and and courage that it took to win such a battle. Well, what this proverb tells us is that mastery over one's spirit, the grace of self-control, Not to give way to unrighteous anger is an even more gloriously won battle than an actual military siege of a city. To do battle against our sinful flesh with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, granted through the Holy Spirit, can be a very difficult and prolonged battle against an entrenched enemy. But with the power of Christ, we will win. We will have the victory, is what the Word of God says. If we mortify the deeds of the body by the Spirit, we will live, uh, and we will win mastery over these things. The particular focus of this sinful fleshly behavior in this proverb is the sin of unrighteous anger. Of course, there are, I believe, forms of righteous anger. I'm not going to deal with those at the present, although they are important to consider, but the question is, how, how are you doing when it comes to this temptation of unrighteous anger? Some people, uh, when they're asked that question, might say, I don't think I'm really an angry person. Other people would readily admit that, but some would say, I just don't think that I'm really an angry person. Well, if that's what you think, I would ask you a second question, which is, what happens when the pressures of life ratchet up? What happens when God, in his providence, ratchets up the pressures that you're experiencing? Each of us have times where we go through what I would call a spiritual stress test to figure out how we will do. God brings these things into our lives for our good. He will turn up the pressures in your relationships or your job or your finances. Uh, Perhaps you'll experience a number of different trials. Things might break in your life. Physical things break. A few contracts fall through or you experience some medical trial. All of these things can combine in God's providence to set forth for us a spiritual stress test. And what you find in that stress test is how you really are. How you're really doing. And suddenly you realize, perhaps I do have a problem here. Perhaps anger in its various forms is a struggle for me. And we often get angry in some form or another because we lose control of something or a desire is not met. James chapter 4 says that's exactly where the wars and fights and uh, the anger come from. 
James writes, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. And so where do these wars and these fights come from, even within us, whether or not they end up extending themselves to other people? Usually our anger, of course, does affect other people. Where does it come from? Well, the Word of God says it comes because you are not getting something you want right now. You're desiring something, and so in a desperate attempt to get it, in a futile attempt to get it, you decide to use anger as the method. But of course it doesn't work, does it? You so want respect from someone, and so you become angry because you're not getting it. You become angry because you have been treated in a certain way and you do not like it, and so you become angry in light of that. Or perhaps you want obedience and honor from your children, which is, of course, a good thing, something we need to teach our children, but how do you get it? Perhaps you're saying, I want it now, and I'm going to get it this way, and I'm going to use my anger to get it. Is that going to work? The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. There is a way to teach our children those things, but it's not through unrighteous anger. And of course, remember that anger is a spectrum of manifestations. There's there's something as, what we might think of as little, as irritability. That's a form of anger. Argumentativeness. There's passive forms of anger uh, expressed through pessimism, a bad mood. And then, of course, it can always escalate into even violence. There's a whole range of these things, but the fundamental heart issue is the same thing. Our our plans are frustrated, we are not getting our desires met, and so we turn to anger. And in the midst of all of that, we are also begin to think in our minds, we, we think like Jonah when he says, I do well to be angry. And God asked him that question. Do you, do you do well to be angry? And he says, yes, angry enough to die. Really? You lost your shade. That's what he had lost. When there's all these people that have turned in repentance to God and God has shown his mercy and he's not rejoicing in that? It's crazy. This is how our anger can manifest itself and how we begin to think. We justify ourselves. I do well to be angry. Well, what do we need to remember when it comes to encountering this within us. Now, we could probably mention a number of things, but the two I want to point to at this point is the sovereignty of God and the wisdom of God. You and I need to remember God's sovereignty in bringing us through difficulty, in our desires not being met right now, and remembering the wisdom of God. He is wise in what he brings us through, and We might add the goodness of God. I didn't have it in my notes, but I think I need to say the goodness of God, the wisdom of God, and the sovereignty of God in our lives. Now, would you rather have your anger problem left lurking within your heart, undiscovered? Or would you rather have it rooted out for good? Then let us forsake all justifying of sinful anger. Let us repent of our complaining and grumbling about the circumstances in which our anger appears. And let us thank God when he enables us to see ourselves more clearly. 
It's one of the prayers of the Psalms. Search me, O God, know me, find if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Well, one of the answers to that prayer comes in discovering who we are so that we confess the sin and forsake it. And so let us also uh, seek the resurrection power of Christ so that the sin can be conquered, because we will not conquer it without that resurrection power without the work of the Spirit. And so we do that by asking God for strength, by asking God to grant us the grace of self-control and long-suffering. And so may it be that as we reflect upon this, as we confess our sins, to whatever degree we're on that spectrum, you can figure out where you're at on that spectrum, that we confess it and we seek the mercy of God and the power of God to help us. And I will close just with the words of Galatians 5, which set forth for us the fruit of the Spirit, which we should be praying for. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Amen. Let us pray. Our merciful Father in heaven, we we come to confess that we are all sinners deserving of your judgment, but we are also confident that you are a God of mercy and grace because you have revealed that mercy and grace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We come asking that you would forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We do confess that all of us on this spectrum of anger have have given way to it at times. We ask, Lord, that you would replace those sinful patterns with love, with self-control, with long-suffering, with kindness. Show us, Lord, that way of our Lord Jesus Christ who only expressed indignation at the right times and in the right ways, but that he never sinned in his anger. I pray that we ourselves would learn that path of righteousness. So please, Lord, grow us. Help us in these things, and now we take a moment to confess our own sins to the Lord.